0: Okay, it's Locked on Mavericks for Wednesday, January 4th. We're going to give you a little post-game edition. Um, you know what it is. You know what you're listening to. You know where to find us. And uh, thank you for doing that, uh, that exact thing. There is a Locked on Cowboys out there, if you're interested in that kind of thing. Uh, I'm Mike Marshall at Machine Sports on Twitter. Uh, you can follow the show at Locked on Mavs, and I'll try to uh, tweet when new episodes are out. Um, Having a Twitter account that's not actually like my personal one is kind of awkward for me, but I'll do the best I can. His name is uh, Jacob Kemp. Do at, better. <laughs> I, I should be doing better. Just do better. Um, I strive to do better. His name is Jacob Kemp uh, at not Jack Kemp on Twitter, um, and uh, we got a Mavericks victory to pick a little pick over a little bit. A 113-105 win for the Mavericks' 11th win of the season. Ties them with the uh, Phoenix Suns and the Minnesota Timberwolves at the bottom of the Western Conference at this exact moment. And a a pretty silly game, um, quite honestly, whenever you look at the final uh, tallies, considering the Mavs um, went 1.13 points per possession, which is just not a number that makes sense um and shoot 57% or uh, 53% from uh three point range. Well, that's uh, how it makes sense. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Whatever you it was
1: uh, uh 11 of 15 maybe in the second half.
0: Good god. Yeah, let me check that out.
1: Third 6 of 8. Yeah, 15 of 11 of 16.
0: Yeah, that makes sense cuz 6 of 16 in the first half, so Harris hit yeah. all three
1: his in the third. Barnes hit his last two in the – man, that was – it was an exciting game at 113-105. I mean, it was exciting for two reasons. It's exciting, for, first of all, because John Wall is amazing.
0: Yeah, he's, uh, he's pretty dynamic.
1: He's so much fun to watch. He's so much fun to watch in transition. He's so much fun to watch getting to the paint. He kind of has
0: How does he get that, that, that sharp angle under the basket, like overhand shot?
1: I don't know, but he does it about five times a game.
0: Dude, and he goes full speed, and he, he's obviously burned your, your point guard already, or your two, and he's now attacking your big, and he has enough wherewithal to put the proper spin on the, on the, on the shot uh, and throw it up overhand, running full speed, and he makes. I, I mean, I'd love to see percentage on a shot like that, which you can't actually find, but I feel like he makes every single one.
1: It's pretty ridiculous, and uh, so having him in the game is always going to be exciting, mm-hmm. and then a game where the Mavs are taking that many threes, but I'll tell you the other thing <laughs> is getting up 10 in the second quarter, the Mavericks, 50-40, to 40, and then giving up a 20-3 to 3 run to close the half, which was almost all wall. Yeah. He had 11 or 13 of them himself.
0: Yeah, the last, uh, last 11 of the half, I think.
1: <laughs> so they they go in up what uh, seven six seven whatever, mm-hmm. and then the Mavericks started out the third quarter pretty cold, and I was ninety percent sure they were losing that game.
0: Yeah, no, I was I was right there with you, and I mean, short of um, Devin Harris and Seth Curry uh, breaking out the paddles and rubbing them together and shocking them to the Mavs' chest, like, I think they would have been uh, swamped. I think that just would have been done. Um, but if you're going to get, you know, 30-plus <laughs> points out of uh, Devin and Seth Curry on a night when when they shoot, what, 8 of 12 from 3, um, you're going to have a really good chance, uh, especially on against a team uh, of the caliber of the Washington Wizards who are – uh their starting five is pretty talented. Uh their backcourt I think is uh envy of a lot of teams in the league, but um they don't play very good defense and their bench is just the effing worst. They
1: only get fifteen from their bench tonight.
0: Yeah. Sixty
1: four is... million dollars in Yan Mahimi doing nothing for you.
0: <laughs> right. They average twenty three from their bench uh, per game.
1: That's gotta be close it's to the worst.
0: Second to last. Somehow uh, Minnesota does worse, uh, and they only get twenty. A young team. yeah, twenty one point eight. But the rest of the teams in the league are like, oh, we should take this seriously. And all the rest of the teams in the league are um, are twenty nine points or more. Uh, Washington and Minnesota are twenty three and a half or below. Like that's a part of basketball. <laughs> yeah, but it's also you.
1: it also comes with having a ton tied up in your starting five. Yeah. And because four of those five guys are making serious money, and Otto mm-hmm. Porter was a third overall pick, so right, it's not like they haven't. I mean, when you when you're that top heavy, that's bound to show up, mm-hmm. uh, and it did for them. I mean, then you look at the Mavericks, who are not all that top heavy. I mean, I guess you could say they are tonight. That they had two guys twenty, you know, plus points, but Devin Harris, Seth Curry, Dwight Powell. Even though people think Powell's making a lot of money, it's really not that bad relative to the percentage of the cap and the time he was signed. Seth right. Curry is a find. Devin Harris is a cast-off. And that's really where the Mavericks won this game. Yeah. Is on guys that make a million and a half to $4 million and that kind of no one else wanted.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, their eighth, ninth, and tenth were um, substantially better than the Wizards. Yeah,
1: listen, dude, we're at a point now where since that disaster against the Kings, they're 7-7, seven and, seven and they're shooting 39% from three, the sixth best. Yeah. And that was also the game Seth Curry came back. The game, mm-hmm. ap- Sacramento was the last game he missed. Yeah. They're 7-7 seven seven with the 14th best net rating after tonight, shooting nearly top five from the NBA in three.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, tonight was a... Badass, legit, badass offensive performance. And almost basically all-around performance. I mean, um, if the Wizards, if Bradley Beal knocks down a couple of those, like, awful threes he took, I might be speaking a little bit differently. Uh, And if John Wall doesn't do the typical John Wall thing, which is take a a three with 20 seconds left on the clock, um, I might be speaking a little bit differently. But this is an effort and a a win that I frankly wish they would have had a lot more of uh, back in November. I wish they were more capable of this back in November. Um, but it kind of got the, the, uh, the rug got yanked out from underneath them. Um, and I love watching the Mavericks win. Um, I love when they compete hard. Um, I'm never going to be mad at them for either. Um, but just to state a few things that I thought were obvious, but, um, you know, maybe they aren't to some folks. Um, I'm never going to be mad at them for winning a game, and I'm never going to be mad at them for competing hard. What I will be mad at them for is not taking a decided step towards uh, getting a better draft pick or a better asset to replace that pick eventually during this season uh, one way or the other. That's what I will be mad about um, because this has been taken out of your hands um, because of the first six weeks of the season.
1: Yeah, it's – it has, but at the same time, as much as I kind of hem and haw about, you know, I'd really, really like to be picking, you know, I know that a lot of, it's different every year. It's not quite the same as the NFL, it doesn't seem like, but the the fall off from like five to nine in the NBA draft seems precipitous. So mm-hmm. um, the problem is, is like, uh, as Jason Good Mavs Twitter P1 Jason was pointing out tonight, there's not really a lot of ways they can go about doing this. The ones that there are, though, you can trade Bogut. Yeah, I do think that would impact them by a, that would impact them some in the long run because mm-hmm. you're going to have other injuries also, right? You know, I mean, they brought Bogut in at the seven minute mark today, and Dirk didn't play again. You know, in the first quarter they went with that, and then you know you didn't see Salah until Bogut got hurt at the end, and it doesn't mm-hmm. look serious, but it's another, you know. um salvo in the war for the globalists to keep him in his Pizzagate (laughs) truth-telling on the sidelines. The other popular one is Darren. I need him to be
0: occupied. (laughs) I I know, right? They
1: don't need him to be checking blogs. (laughs) The other popular one is Darren, who is on a tear. Dude, he's playing insane. And so the question would be, is there a team that he would waive his no-trade clause for to go to? And I mean, I kind of look at Memphis and them struggling with their point guard health. And I
0: mean, Oklahoma City would make a ton of sense to me.
1: Would he come off – yeah, is it, would he be willing to come off the bench some for a team that was a title contender? Um, strangely enough, I feel like Atlanta, even though they're trying to move Corver and Millsap, I don't know that they're totally happy with just mm-hmm. riding Schroeder yet, but it's a one-year one rental, a half right. a year, so – well, I think you could pull that off. You're you're somewhat limited in who you can pull it off with, and then, you know, do, what sort of message does that send to your team? I I don't know. I obviously, if it was if there were no human beings involved, <laughs> you would prefer them to like lose every game for the rest of the year. <laughs> yeah, because it doesn't matter. Like they're not going to get into the playoffs, and and. Even if they could get into the playoffs, I, I don't really totally buy into the, oh, you're just first-round fodder. Like, I still think it's the playoffs. I'll take it. But yeah. if I don't think I can get in, then I would like as high as a pick as possible. But you have to balance that with the idea that any of the ways that you would get to that, it might be bad for some of the people on your team in the long run.
0: Yeah. no, I, mean, I just don't,
1: I don't know how to gauge that.
0: The logical thing, um, if you just think like Spock or something – is uh, do everything you could possibly do at this moment in this season to lose the rest of your games. Um, I'm not, you know, I'm not in any way confused that that's what (laughs) is in front of them or that's an actual option. Um, The thing, I think, where you meet that weird median of um, I'm trying to get the highest pick possible, trying to have the best asset possible, uh, and um, not, it's not even like a losing culture thing to me because there's plenty of excuses for this year it's that it's poisoning that relationship between guys that'll be here in the future and telling yeah. them telling them that this half season of their career doesn't matter to you
1: i think that's a real thing
0: i think so too but i i also think that there's a point in the season maybe a month maybe a month from now um Whenever the trade trade deadline hits, when you have to take things into your own hands and tell these dudes that, I promise you, you will not remember win number thirty-two from this season. Well, you know
1: what would have worked out a lot better is if this was flipped, like in the first half of the right. first, or like if they played you know, November and December, and it was brutal schedule-wise, or it was super easy schedule-wise and no injuries. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they ran into like a January and half of February that they played the hardest schedule, had the most injuries, and it just got away from them. Mm-hmm. And then you then you might be able to be like, hey, guys, we're falling back pretty quick here.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: But when the trade deadline hits, they're going to have won like 60% of the last 20 games they played. Yeah and that's going to make it a way tougher so um to them to the fans to everybody to try, to sort of try to make that move at that at that point that's why i'm sort of starting to realize that because of the way that all the timing on this went they're they're gonna end up winning 31 games
0: yeah I, I mean i've reluctantly um agreed to that um and there's i don't see too many ways around it at this point because of all the reasons we've mentioned for going on two to three weeks now whenever we realized this was going to happen um i don't think you ever ask your players or coaches to lose games, and I think that's why you have to take it out of their hands and um i just they they're obviously well, what would that r-
1: even look like at this point
0: at this point, I think it looks like either sitting Bogut until you can trade him um, so he doesn't bang his knee up again. Um, it would look like trading uh, Darren and, or at least fielding calls on Darren and taking the, uh, the mid, whatever the mid would be for the offer and not waiting to the last second whenever someone swoops in and offers you a uh, <laughs> whatever it would be. Um, I don't know what the margin of difference is between a good Darren offer and a and a medium Darren offer. I don't think it's much. Um either way. I don't know if you get a extremely young project player in a second or if you just get a second. Um but you have to you have to be real at some point and realize that um whatever gets me closer to a title team is what I should be doing and that's what I owe the fans. Um and I honestly won't remember win number, whatever their win total will be this year, 33, 34, 31. I won't remember that. I don't remember last year's um, necessarily. What I do remember is the mistakes they made in team building. And I know I'm way different than most fans, um, and most fans just like to watch Ws with Dirk wearing a jersey. But you have to be you have to be a voice of reason, and you have to make tough decisions like that.
1: Yeah, I mean, for me, I've always been in the – you know, I just want to win as much as possible while these guys are here. But now, now that like at the start of this year, whenever it was so out of control with all the just the litany of misfortune they were being dealt and the circumstance, I was kind of like, all right, well, this might be the one chance I can have to yeah. do this to do this guilt free. And now it's now you're back into this weird spot. I mean, the building was pretty lit tonight. Um, mm-hmm. Barnes was. Really feeling it. He was talking trash. He was the yeah, put th-
0: somebody on a poster.
1: <laughs> yeah, he did. He, he was got to the line a ton tonight. I think he had nine foul shots. Yeah. Um. I mean, it was just a fun game, and I think that the Wizards are better than the record indicates. I think that although know, they have to end up figuring out what they want to do long term, but uh, they got to get some go-
0: kind of defense, like whatever they got to do to get. <laughs> cheaper and some defense just any kind of defense like that team they are better than their record but Mahimmy would help me would help i'm just i don't know what's wrong with them <sighs> I, well I beal really doesn't
1: defend a whole lot that's true um yep. and so you've got basically markeith morris sometimes is trying to guard fours that mm-hmm. can't guard and yeah i don't know it was uh it was they're, they're, like you said; they're a weird team. So, but I don't think they're a bad team, and I think they, the Mavericks just handled them, you know, on their home floor. And the next, you know, we've we've talked about this stretch upcoming. They they have no business losing to the Suns, although the Suns, the
0: Suns one tonight,
1: yeah, and big, almost thirty point night from Devin Booker, almost twenty mm-hmm. from Chris. Like they're pretty good. I think they're getting better too, but. but It's a weird – this is why, and I know that this is met with a lot of scorn, but I think that you can't always let things that you've done in the past that didn't work out for you keep you from doing those things again. And Mm -hmm. this is why I would say that you need to at least investigate whether or not there would be somebody who has a player like Vucevic or Monroe, although Monroe will be free soon – or even – and I know a lot of people are out on Noel or whoever. Mm -hmm. If there's a player that you can get that you think has the potential to be very good who is under 30, preferably closer to like 26, it might be better for you based on where you are on this win curve and the players you have under contract to move that pick.
0: Yeah, I thought thought this was obvious.
1: I can't get around the idea – that even if you have the seventh overall pick next year, and that's a guy who's a lot of time pretty good, that by the time that guy is ready to help you make the playoffs, Wesley Matthews will be either A, washed, B, not here, or both.
0: Yeah, and Harrison Barnes will have one year left.
1: Although I do think that because of the way the CBA changed, I pretty much read one thing out of the the new agreement, and that is that Harrison Barnes is never playing for another team. I mean, he may, you know, pal around at the end of his career, but when he's up, they're going to sign him to a five-year deal for $30 million, $32 million a year. He's not – it'll be kind of interesting to see how the whole, like, if Max Guy's – you know, how many there are, whenever it's that high, whatever. Yeah,
0: it's, just, but, it's the, only, the only fulcrum there is if he plays himself out of a max contract or even, like, being considered for a max contract.
1: Right, but if he's good and he, he mm-hmm. continues his development, they're making it now to where, mm-hmm. I mean, you have no reason, no business leaving that much money on the table, unless you just really don't care. But Right. Um, so he's not <laughs> I don't think he's going anywhere. We're talking about, you know, when he's 29, mm-hmm. but – I almost feel like you'd be better and I don't want to trade it for Rondo for six months. Like in in hindsight, that that's that was you know we all thought that we were trading for him here because he was going to sign here. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a guy that you would trade for that would be still under contract next year so that you have full bird, they're not a player that's on the decline, and they're still on the right side of twenty six. Because if you think that right now fully healthy you can get to the to 32 wins despite to basically to be a 500 team. Mhm. If you add a guy like that and you're like continuing to build your core, I don't know, are you the sixth seed now?
0: <laughs> yeah. I it's, mean, it's
1: I don't know, it's depending a weird spot. on depending
0: on free agency obviously. But I mean, just you you just got to find that line um of who you're comfortable moving that first round pick for. Um and I thought that was and obvious for most Mavericks fans that the acknowledgement that this first-round pick is never going to be more valuable than it is at this very second. Um, Even if they do um, take it into their own hands in a month from now, it's going to be a later pick than it is at this moment. That's Mm -hmm. just obvious. That's numbers. (laughs) Like, that's pretty basic stuff that if you move the first-round pick now, I think it has more value than it ever will outside of maybe draft night when somebody that a team really loves uh, falls to pick number seven. But, I mean, you you just have to make a list of dudes that you'd want to move that first-round pick for. Um, And, I mean, you can start with a handful of names of, like, Noel, like maybe Eric Bledsoe um, Mm -hmm. if you add something in there because there are a lot of point guards in this draft, and the Suns have, you know, not a ton of business um, having Bledsoe on that roster if they're going um, with – 20-year-olds across the board and Chris and Booker. Um, And you just have to make a list of dudes that you're going to call around for and say, hey, my first-round pick is anywhere, somewhere between, um, could be as high as three or four right now, could end up in eight, uh, eight to nine. Colley Stein. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'd I'd be – I'd listen to that. I'd probably want something back. I might want to swap first even or something like that because, I mean, I like the dude. I just don't think he's developed at all in his first two years, and it's a lot of the Kings' fault. It's not his fault. Um, But you need um, probably a quick asset, a quicker asset than this first-round pick if you're going to go about it the way that I think the Mavericks are going about it.
1: What about Vucevic?
0: That's interesting. I I mean, I I was
1: coming off the bench. They've got Mm – they're the weirdest team in the league maybe. Right. He is on a – stupid cheap deal for a guy who scores <laughs> basically even coming off the bench he's like a 16 and 10 guy yeah he doesn't play a lot of defense but if you notice right now they're starting Dirk at the five
0: right no so um, anything's better than that at the five
1: <laughs> and i mean he's not horrible horrible
0: right i mean for, we should we should put together a list he's 26 right now we should put together a list of dudes that we'd be comfortable um that are right around that line. Um, I mean, Contavious Caldwell-Pope might be, like, off that line. Um, yeah, that that's
1: close, but.
0: Yeah. I mean, if you get some, it just depends what kind of <laughs> trade it is. But I'm going to, we should put together a list of dudes that would be comfortable um, moving that first-round pick straight up for uh, at this and making whatever salary match, obviously. But uh, maybe we'll do that later in the week. Um. All right. Well, I thought that was uh, some interesting stuff. Some things that I thought we really felt were obvious, but maybe they aren't <laughs> to some Mavericks fans.
1: Yeah. No. It's just a different. You come at it from different places. I mean, it's hard when you're there, man. It's yeah. hard being in the.
0: Uh, oh, I understand.
1: When you're into the when you're in the arena and you're like watching, especially watching the way that Barnes is obviously like just loving this. Yeah. And dude, I'm telling you, Seth Curry is like. Seth Curry could like career as, like, I'm not even kidding you, dude. That guy could be a sixth man of the year candidate before it's all said and done.
0: No, I don't doubt like, because, it, man.
1: Because, and it, maybe it won't be here, but that's the type of player that gets those sort of looks. Like, he'll never, almost certainly never be a starter. Right. But he's bigger than Beret is for sure. Mm-hmm. And he is just, he can just gun. Yep. And even though his like year long total doesn't look that great. He still tonight played in his 79th NBA game overall. Yeah. And now that he's cooking a little bit over the last, you know, month or so, he's at like 45%. I don't see – and he's playing 27 minutes a night. Like, I don't – there's no reason that that guy can't have a career. And the problem is he's not getting – you know, he's not really young anymore. He's 26. Mm-hmm. So it it have to happen in the next few years, but – Someone could play him twenty-one minutes a night, just as a combo guard, and if he's shooting forty-two percent from three, like, <laughs> yeah, that's there's just aren't a lot of dudes that, or there there are a few dudes who do that, and they're all pretty valuable.
0: Yeah, I mean that's my favorite thing they've done over the last six months, basically, outside of um, have the fort's foresight either <laughs> either by hook or crook to add Harrison Barnes. Um, one A to that is getting seth curry for what they got him for um, and having some faith in him and realizing that uh he's basically had half of a rookie season um in his nba life and this is the end of his rookie season i mean i just expect him to get better and mm-hmm. the, the age thing is kind of concerning but i mean it's i don't know i mean we've seen dudes that blossom late um whenever they actually get some run i mean hell look at like jimmy butler like it took him a while um, Jay Crowder. <laughs>
1: yeah. Why not? I think more than anything, it's just that his time where he's kind of peaking is going to be rather short.
0: Yeah. I mean, that's fine. That's fine. I think you he's... get something out of that contract that, of that value, then that's totally fine. Yeah. But, um, all right, we'll put, uh, we'll put some lists together for later in the week of dudes that we'd be comfortable moving that first round pick for. And, uh, we'll check back with you, uh, Thursday. Um, when they uh, they rev up to play the Suns at the AAC. Uh, thank you for listening, and Jacob, thank you for your time.
1: All right, man. I'll see you.
0: Yep.